something. It's like a podcast, but it's a vodcast, so you can listen and watch. It's like news talk or sports talk, but it's life talk, so we can walk the road together. On today's show, Jeannie Kenyon, author and blogger, joins us to chat about freedom. Because have any of y'all ever felt pressures to perform or even to be perfect, especially as it relates to parenting? God never called me to be enough for my husband or my kids or my church or my friends. Um, he called me to be loved by him and to be a vessel of that love. And so I think... Jeannie's got a lot of encouragement on this topic and we're excited to have her. So thanks for joining the conversation. Here we go. So welcome to Say Something. Today, we have our very sweet friend, Jeannie Kenyon. Jeannie Kenyon is an author, blogger, and mom to four boys who range from toddler to teenager. She holds a master's degree in social work and is a frequent speaker at women's conferences and parenting events around the country. Her work has been featured on outlets such as the Today Show, Fox News, The 700 Club, and Focus on the Family. Find Jeannie at JeannieKenyon.com. She's joining us from New York, although she's going to be in Dallas pretty soon in the next uh, few weeks. I know. So we're super excited about that. And Jeannie is just a wealth of great, encouraging knowledge about finding freedom in your life. She wrote a book a few years ago called Parenting the Wholehearted Child. And I'm I'm just going to say that if you are a fan of Focus on the Family, go and listen to Jeannie's uh, chat with Jim Daly. It was one of the best, um, I think. Yeah. Next to Courtney's, of course. Right, right. Um, no, it really right, is. Right up there with you and Courtney. Definitely you. And so, anyway, luckily and thankfully, she she mustered the courage to write another book. And this one's called Mom Set Free. And so thanks for joining us. And tell us a little bit about what made you want to write this book. She wasn't bored. She wasn't bored. There was a, yeah. There was a baby in her lap. So she has four boys. I know you didn't write it because you were bored and didn't have anything to do. Um, And it really, honestly, it really was an act of obedience. It just in terms of, I kind of kidded after the first one that I was going to go back to being an adoption social worker. And I was really grateful for that opportunity to write that book and what God taught me through the writing of my first book and what, um, what a wonderful experience it was. But I had no intention of writing a second one. And then as I had the privilege of meeting women um, around the country as I would do parenting events or women's conferences and, and just having these conversations with women who had read Parenting the Wholehearted Child and said, told me one of, the, one of their favorite things about my first book was that there's this kind of, there's this constant reminder woven into it that in order to parent with grace, we need to know God's grace for us. Yeah. That it's really important that we understand God's unconditional love for us as moms and our own sin and shortcoming and weakness if we want to be able to be a vessel of that love and a reflection of his heart to our kids. And so they all said, thank you so much for the reminder in that book, but now I need you to help me figure out how to do that, right? Because the point of that book wasn't to walk moms through that. It was really to talk about how do we give grace to our kids. And so there was this constant like, mm-hmm. oh, Lord, what are you inviting me into here? Um and then he really revealed to me that he was actually inviting me into that for me. Um, and to be able to share that with other moms is amazing. But the last two and a half, three years, God has just had me on this own journey of discovering what it means to live in the freedom of Christ, a word that I, heard, I was raised hearing, right? We always hear about freedom and freedom in Christ. We're very familiar with that expression if we're raised in a Christian home, but I never really understood what that meant. Um, And so God was inviting me to understand what does it mean to know the freedom for which I have set you free? And then what does that look like to have that overflow into your parenting? And so that's, that's mom set free. Um, it's really about the grace of God, uh, but it's also about the sovereignty of God. And that's a really big part of the book and sovereignty. 
obviously being a big word for just the um, the greatness and the goodness and the faithfulness of our God who holds all things together. And so, um, yeah, so it's a lot about just knowing and remembering and trusting the sovereignty of God and the grace of God in our own lives and um, letting that overflow into our parenting. What I love about um, where Jeannie lives is that she's surrounded by people that are like, now wait, what? You know, because she's in the Northeast where it isn't the Bible Belt and where she goes to talk about her first book and where she was literally around moms that are like, this isn't normal. (laughs) What you're saying and asking me to do for my parents. And then same here. I even know grace and accepting God's grace for ourselves may be culturally relevant here. Maybe it's on a Hobby Lobby sign in our den. It's still hard for many of us to say. It's so much easier to dish out, maybe to conceptually understand, but really to stop for a moment and say, do I really, really parent that way? Do I really, really receive it for myself? Um, And it's hard. Her book isn't really, and I've told her this, I'm like, it's not a light, like, oh, that's sweet. Read quick. It's like a it's an in-depth, like, heart check. I've had to read a couple of the chapters a couple times and sit with them. And I love that kind of book. So I'm grateful that you did it, even though you were not bored. It's been good. It's been good. Well, well, maybe maybe that's the whole essence is that is that we can't do it. And so like this time of year, I know that um, what a great time of year for your book to come out because of all times, there are some that are a little more intense than others. And uh, the beginning of school, the beginning of a year, and I would say May is really stressful, mm-hmm. April and May. Anytime that the... That the is- well, it's so funny because these issues of performance and acceptance are so prevalent right now, which is right where you're hitting. And so for the mom that um, may have bought into the message that our kids um, define our identity, and women in general, just to uh, feel a little bit more free in the midst of this performance pressures. Yeah, well, listen, I feel it too. I feel it every day. And I think you're right. This time of year is kind of time of year. We're like, all right, this is the year I'm going to be awesome. And my kids will be awesome. We're going to get off to a strong start. And we're going to be so awesome. And this is the year that I'm going to kill it. I'm just going to kill motherhood this year. And um, and that's kind of a thing that happens at this time of year. I used to feel that way. Um, but I'm, listen, I'm coming off of a summer. Let me start with this. I'm coming off of a summer where um, we had committed to taking my kids through the book of Romans using the She Reads Truth kids study. So right. She Reads Truth put out this great kids study yeah. called, it's for Romans, it's the book of Romans for kids. And I thought, oh my gosh, these are like short, but really help you um, uh, explore the book of Romans, which can be complicated, especially for kids. And um, it's like 30 days. So we've got like three months. We can be like, we're going to kill this, right? We're going to just knock out Romans and then who knows, maybe move on to like Revelation, right? Okay. <laughs> So I just want you to know that we're on day eight of that study. Um, day eight, and my kids go back to school in a week. So I'm really clear on uh, having impossible um, standards and unrealistic expectations and then feeling really bad um, when we don't meet those. So, yeah, it's a time of year where the expectations are high. And um, and I think it's, a, it's an overused expression, but I think it's really important, which is um, – we have to give ourselves some grace here and set up a home. I like to talk about this with the kids, which is a home of confession, not perfection. And just creating a home where the kids feel free to take off their masks and let down their guards. Um, because the second they walk out our door, they're just bombarded with messages like we are as moms that 
you have to get it all right and that your lovability and your acceptance is totally riding on your performance whether it's on the football field or um you know on the dance stage or in your academics and so there's just this unbearable pressure that our kids are facing i know you guys know it as well or if not better than i do right that we've never seen a generation of teenagers who are more stressed than the Mm -hmm. ones we have now and it's primarily because of the pressure they're feeling and research is really clear that most of the pressure comes from us as their parents Mm -hmm. and so um, because we have all these impossible standards for ourselves um we put those on our kids and most times we don't even mean to, right? Like I don't mean to put these impossible standards on my kids, but, um, but it happens because I'm, I'm living out of that reality too. And so I think it's really important for us as moms to just keep some realistic expectations of ourselves, um, that God didn't call us to be God for our kids. He called us to point them to God. Um, and so, as we start the year, I think for me, a visual is we start this year with clenched fists. Like we're just trying so hard to control things and get things right. And we have these clenched fists and God's invitation to us as parents is to unclench those fists, to receive his grace so that we can give that grace. Um, and to create homes where our kids can be real about what they're going through and what they're struggling with. So, um, I don't know if those are practical tips, but I really think it starts with K with kind of a, a mindset and a heart shift, um, because we can implement all of these things, but if our mind doesn't know the truth and our heart isn't settled in grace, um, we're just kind of going through the motions and our kids can see right through that, you know, they're, they're, they're good like that. Jenny, I love that. I love it. I just got off the phone on the way here. I was talking to one of my friends from Atlanta and she said they had a two hour middle school meeting last night with parents and she was thought she was going to walk away with a list of all the things she needed to do or she wasn't doing with her middle school and sheets and homework and forms. And she said the whole meeting was centered around your kids' confidence and how fragile they are in middle mm-hmm. school. And that she said, can you leave it up to us to teach them what we need to teach them and you have to be their safe place? Cause they are literally getting beat up as soon as they leave your doors. And when they need to come home, they need to be safe in your arms. And I thought how incredible of a school to recognize how fragile they are. And that we're, isn't that amazing? And so I thought just encouraging the parents that like they need you to build them up as soon as they come back home. Um, And so I think there is pressure for us to go, oh, are we teaching them enough? Are we we pointing out, oh, you need more self-control or you need this or that when they need us to be their cheerleaders? And, and And I think it goes back to the whole premise of your book, The Mom Set Free. Because I think in order to be able to do that, you've really got to be confident in who you are. Mm -hmm. Jeannie, I know um, her and I are doing an event coming up soon in Nashville. And I know that you're going to touch on this when you're here in us with Dallas. But what are some of the things that you want to set moms free from? What are those big words? Everything. (laughs) (laughs) Not to be light, but everything. I know know that's like a a bold thing to say, but that's what the gospel does. So this isn't me setting anybody free, right? This book is so woven with the good news of the gospel. At least that's my hope. That was my prayer of writing it. I mean, there's nothing that the gospel that Jesus Christ can't set us free from, whether it's the sting of our shame or the power of sin in our life or the grip of guilt or the weight of our worries or, um, and our fears, like there is wherever you are as a mom and whatever unique thing you're wrestling with, whether it's one or five, the the gospel can breathe freedom into that. Um, the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is available to you as a mom in your everyday life in whatever struggle you face as a parent. We, in the book, look at worry and shame and fear and comparison with other moms, how we compare ourselves to everybody else's outsides. We compare, you know, their manicured outsides to our messy insides. Um, Mm. We look at what does it mean to be a new creation in 
gift as a mom and how does that identity really empower us to um, take a different approach with our kids. Um, I talk about shame, my own journey with shame and the battles I have faced and the scars I have taken from those and um, how when I first became a mom, I had so much shame over some things in my past and how that really overflowed into my parenting and um, how God has radically set me free from that shame and helped me understand that um, what he did for me on the cross wasn't just for my sin and shortcoming, but was for my shame too, that he bore the pain of that too and has set me free from that and and has empowered me to, to parent differently. Uh, Not that I don't still mistakenly weave shame into my parenting because I'm still imperfect and um, very human and mess up every day. But there is um, there has been a radical transformation in my life and my home in terms of looking at my kids through this kind of how could you who would do something like that attitude to of course you would me too you know I'm falling too I struggle too I need Jesus too and so there's so much that the gospel sets us free from and. Um, that's why the book went from being 125 pages, which is what it originally was, to now about 260. Um, because I love my editor who was willing to say, I know you want to keep this on the shorter side so that it feels like moms can just pick it up and it's super accessible. But I think we can still do that by allowing you to dig deeper because I think you have a lot more you want to say and God wants to dig through you. And so I want to encourage awesome. you to let that out. You know, court is, and we and I talked about this. It's not just the free from; it's the free to, right? So we're set free from Absolutely. all this stuff, but we're also set free. We're set free to go. At the end of the day, we're set free to love like Jesus loved. Mm-hmm. We're set free to love other moms who we see it's as so competition. True. We're set free to love them and cheer them on and um, embrace them, and we're set free to love our kids the way Jesus does. And so there's this new freedom to love and give grace when we really mm-hmm. let the grace of God wreck our own hearts. Um, so, so yeah, I'm really, as you can tell, I'm really excited about it. Yes, really, and I, I really hope you hit that one home, the set free too. Like, just nail that. Set free from is big, but the set free, free too is enormous. So I think yeah. it opens up a whole new... We can, new... like, set free to, like, parent and confidence because well, we're all, like, worried and wondering and yeah. feeling capable and not enough. And, listen, I get all of that, and, you know, Jesus is our enough. But, um, but God wants us to parent in confidence in this calling that he's given us to do as moms, you know, and... And the enemy loves to make us feel like any other mom could be doing this better. But mm-hmm. grace gives us a confidence, yeah. not in us. You know, the confidence shouldn't be in us and our abilities and our great ideas and our formulas. But there's this confidence in our God who is faithful. And by the way, our kids were his good idea to begin with. Right. Yeah. So yeah. they belong to him. They're his. And we just have this privilege of pointing them back to him. Yeah. And he, I, I believe he wants us to parent in the confidence of that. Right. Um, and, and my hope is that moms will put down the book feeling much more confident in their role and, and kind of shedding this just a mom theme or working mom theme. You know, you're just, you know, you are, you're a mom called by God to raise these kids to his glory, not yours. And that's it, you know? Mm-hmm. Which could sound heavy, but I think the biggest part of that is the loving, the set free right. to love. If you're loved, it, it, you know, then it's easier to, to very confidently love the other. And it's funny that you bring up that shame thing just this morning, and this is to encourage y'all, because my kids are just a little bit ahead of yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, my oldest are in college, and so we just sent one to college uh, just a week ago, and um, with all her friends, you know, kind of telling her how it's supposed to be and what you're supposed to 
supposed to do and all this the pressure was enormous mm. on her and it really was sucking the life out of her and and it was like no you know because you sit there and go who made that up mm -hmm. like who made up supposed to or the right way right that because I was sort of like that who even made that up if you want to come home come right. home if you want to stay stay and she called me yesterday and she said I just want you to know that I'm doing this my way like mm. I I'm doing it my way like the way mm -hmm. that I live life and you know what it's great and she was so happy and and I thought about myself at her age not so much I mean really not so yeah. much at all <laughs> and I was sitting there going yeah because she doesn't care if she's going to the party or not and I and we she's going to the same school that I went to and I know what I was doing that first week of school and I'm just saying it wasn't a whole lot of classes <laughs> It was so much fun. I mean, <laughs> and and I thought, what is it about her? And you know what it is? Confidence in who she is. Gosh, it's so good. And, and I'm watching it play out. And I thought, I thought of this, just you talking about those shame things that you deal with of your own life. And let me tell you, when it is redeemed, it is redeemed and gone. Like you don't have to continue to relive it. And so I'm just encouraging you mm. that confidence, your kid's confidence based on their identity and who the Lord and just the Lord's love, just God That's loving it. them. Yep. I cannot tell you the freedom in these intense environments where most of us probably because I think we want to spend our energy like and that's why helicopter moms and lawnmower moms and all these things get such a bad rep because we spend our energy blocking and smoothing and and kind of getting ahead of God trying to like think of every scenario that could possibly take our kid down because we love them so much when oh, it's, it's all like, out of love it's all out of love it's, it's all like out of love we can yeah. spend more energy focused on getting them to know the love of God and us getting shored up in our love oh. of God and that would and that it's like all that's coming their way all that's coming well, their way the crazy thing when you're telling your kid about how loved they are you get to hear it too yeah um, it's so nice I know I need to yeah. hear it I was reminded of this um Jeannie and I have been looking up our middle school pictures lately for something, an event we're doing. And I was going through yearbooks and I was so embarrassed. My kids were looking up and they were trying to find me in different yearbooks. And I pulled up a picture and I, I think I was seventh or eighth grade, maybe sixth. And I had written on the top of everybody's pictures different names, like funny, sweet, whatever. And the one word I wrote on top of my own picture was dork. As big Courtney. as I could. Yes. My gosh. Isn't that so mean? Yes. And so I thought about that, and, and we, I, we know that you weren't. I'm not you, a there dork. There was no way. But I thought, how much of a, how many of us are parenting from that place? Like, do I so desperately That's not want Ella question. to be a dork? And am I desperately still trying to fit in and, and be noticed and all that? And am I reacting out of worry and a parent that way? And that is just like a sad reality, but true. And can I take that to the Lord and go, what happened in middle school or high school or in my thirties that I'm still reeling from? And can I let you fill that place and not parent in a way that's fearing that she, she is going to get hurt. She is going to be left out. So it was Larson. And can I just not parent in a way that's worrying about that versus let him fill her up? Well, and I think, I mean, Court, touching on what you just said, right? I mean, it, and it's so hard as parents because you said we love them so much. And yeah. yet, you know, Jesus himself said in this world, you will face trial. You know, you will face sorrow. But um, but I will be with you through that and with you in that. And there's nothing you face that I haven't faced before. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think the beauty of it is. And yeah. we have to remember as parents, like, this is part of him growing them, mm -hmm. right? Like, 
um, suffering produces perseverance and perseverance produces character and that's what we want we want God and it brings God pleasure to produce character in his kids and a lot of times these things that we try so hard to protect our kids from are the very things that God is using them to grow them in his likeness um, and it's just so hard as parents because a we wish we had the power to control it otherwise and be you just you love them so much it hurts to see them suffer um, and so as a mom I constantly have to be like Lord just help me stay out of the way when you're doing something great that I'm trying to mess up in their lives just because I love them so much um, but yeah it's hard it's hard to watch them them go through that and yet if we know that God is who he is which is um, it's it's easier to trust him in that hey Jeannie I might catch you off guard on this one but um, you can do it uh-huh. Okay, so you know how when you go on Facebook or whatever and you see like one quote and it's like, and then the next feed you see the exact opposite of the quote, like here's one. It's like, you are enough. Moms, you are enough. <laughs> and then the next one is like, you are not enough. God is enough. Um, and so they all like contradict. Where are you on the stance of enoughness? Are we enough? Oh, it's so hard because it's how you frame <laughs> that statement. But at the end of the day, I land on for me personally that um, if I ever even had a shot at being enough, then Jesus Christ died for nothing. Um, so that's where I land on it. Um, I um, knowing God's heart for me and His grace and frees me to say I I cannot be all that you need me to be. Brennan, Cal, Owen, and Finn. Uh, by the way, husband Mike. Right, like. God never called me to be enough for my husband or my kids or my church or my friends. Um, He called me to be loved by him and to be a vessel of that love. And so I think as we, there's this, we have this innate longing to be enough. We have this, you know, we just won't go into all that theology. Let's keep it here. But um, (laughs) I land on, um, I really, Jesus is my enough and he shows up in my weak places Mm -hmm. and um, I'm going to let my kids down. In fact, I do every day. And there's a freedom to say, I'm, hey, I'm really sorry I got that wrong. Uh, because as hard as I'm going to try to be a perfect example for you, and as hard as I'm going to try to make great decisions for you, I am going to let you down. And there is only one who is not. And so it's just a daily opportunity for me to, to take their eyes off of me mm-hmm. and to take the pressure off of me and to put their eyes on God and to put that pressure on God because he is the only one who can handle that pressure. Um, and so it's been very freeing for me to go, hey, I'm not enough, and I am so okay with that. Yeah. Like, I'm so happy yeah. about that. All that, all that, all those burdens and all that weight that I, like, I can almost feel it on my shoulders is gone. Um, yeah. Now that being, okay, it goes back to what you said, and now I can parent in confidence of who God is for me and who, mm-hmm. how God shows up through me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Um, yeah, I felt the weight of that lately with around friends and family with a significant grief and wanting to be Jesus for them, like wanting to fix it so deeply and going, realizing like literally there's no one that can help them through this other than Jesus. I know. Like, and yeah. so desperately wanting to do anything possible and going, there's no one, there's literally not a shape piece that will fill their void other than the Lord. And um, yeah. being will- so willing, like, I'll come, I'll lay with you, yeah, I'll, but yeah. I just, there's no one else can do it. Um, and that's a sobering piece, but almost comforting, like you said, to finally realizing that that's the same truth true yeah. of us. Yeah. That we're trying yeah. to put other peace- people in our kids' lives or in our our spouses. That um, it, it is a freedom. Freedom and you moment. Get to be, you get to be a conduit of that love court, you mm-hmm. know, and you get to reflect his heart to them and 
carry his love and his mercy to them. You know, yeah. that's what, I mean, there is a commissioning and that's what it is, but it's certainly not to be all that Jesus Christ came to be for us. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a beautiful freedom in that because he wants our eyes on him, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Well, and I think there's a, such that, that one has so many legs on it mm-hmm. because there's I such, oh yeah. Cause the depth of intimacy is significant with that. I, I mean, it's like, this is for you. Mm-hmm. You, by the way, I've done this. I've given you these limp- limitations for you so that it is by me, through me and in me. And, and, yeah. and then that, I mean, it is, it's like left to myself. I, I can't even, well, I can't even love myself, let alone genuinely love those around me but man he does and then that intimacy that comes with allowing the you know just allowing that to occur is is so profound and significant what's your favorite thing that you've learned through all this my favorite thing that i've learned through all this i think the well the the favorite would be i think the thing that's um transformed me the most is really um remembering that my kids belong to him yeah yeah and that sounds so simple um but I feel like he's constantly reminding me that they're his kids first even my prayers have changed sometimes where I used to say you know my boys are our sons and and starting to pray your sons Lord um they're your boys they're your sons and you've just entrusted them to me to point them back to you um when I get all caught up in trying to make you know we have so many big decisions to make for our kids right about their education about their friendships about if they're facing anxiety or you know my son went through a really um was a child being incredibly cruel to him how do you help our kids navigate all these very real and hard and painful things and and wanting to have all the right answers for them as they navigate all this all this stuff and just remembering constantly that my boys are his sons first and he knows what he's doing and he's a good god um and just trying to trust him, you know, to, to show up and, and be used as a vessel, but to remember they belong to him first and, and he's trustworthy. So that, that's been my favorite thing because it's um, allowing me to, it's allowing me to um, regain, I think, some of the joy that was lost in my parenting because I was just trying so hard to get it right and to control so much stuff. And um, I want my, I want my kids to see a mom who has joy because if you are living in Christ, there is joy in Jesus. And so I really want them to see a joy that really comes from being able to, at the end of the day, trust them, um, trust and trust them to him. So. Okay. So our friend Brenda who plays with us, she likes to have a charge. At the end, I think it's because Dr. Evans is her pastor, and he leaves it with a charge, a charge. meaning like a "go therefore." And what would be your charge to to the women that are viewing today, or the parents in general? Uh, I think my charge is live free, give grace, um, live in the freedom of Christ, allow the freedom of Christ to set you free. Um, get to know him, and the only way to do that is through his word and it's in a community but get to know this freedom for which he set you free and you will be empowered to give grace to your kids Mm -hmm. the the grace that you're trying so hard to give to them the grace I was trying so hard to give to them but kept not being able to give it to them because I didn't know it for myself so my charge is live free live in the freedom of Christ and um and see that transform your parenting see that transform your ability to give your kids grace all right it's a good word my friend and y'all come play with us in Dallas. Yes, we can't wait to see you in Dallas. I know, and so I, know. I, I, I just so wish I was in the back seat of the 
seat of that car right in the middle. We're hugging you. I know face, it. Stroking your hair. And y'all get the Bible study, too. I think that'll be a great way after the book. People can get a group. And I think that's one of the things where yeah. these things come to life is when you get a group of friends and people can talk really about how... Oh, my These gosh. are deep topics. This is like... Oh, if we were meant to be on this planet by ourselves, we would have been. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's the together that's so yeah. great. Court, you're so good about that. You're so good about reminding me about the, the significance of community and friendship yeah. and... Courtney and I were texting the other day, and she knew I was down, and she, what'd you say? You said, friends don't let friends cry alone. Right? <laughs> I was like, are you uh, crying by yourself? She was crying in a, a bookstore. I was like, we are I not going to cry alone. By myself, and she was like, answer the phone. Friends don't <laughs> let friends cry alone. Answer the phone. And, and God just made us to, to build each other up mm. and spur each other on, and so um, I just love you both so much, and I cannot wait to see you in Dallas in a few weeks. It's going to be really great. All right. Yay. Well, we hope you have a great day. Thanks, Jeannie, for spending a few minutes with us. And uh, Thanks we, for having me. Oh, my us. gosh. And we hope that everybody will go out. Jeannie just said a lot of great things that were encouraging to us. And so may it fill your cup and you go say something kind and encouraging to the person walking alongside. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye.